1: Mike Westerdahl. We've got co-host Coach Chris Wilson with us. Great to be here, as always. And we've got a guest. He's visiting us from Boynton Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And he's from this area. He went to USF, right? Yep. Yep. So we've got the man by the name of Justin Feldman. Now, we got introduced by a mutual friend named Vince Del Monte, and he said Justin would be a great guy to be consulting with us on email deliverability. So that's how we first got to know each other. He's also a certified exercise physiologist, and he runs a coaching program called the Wealthy Body Academy. So thanks a lot for spending some time with us today, Justin. We had some good times last night at dinner, went to Fleming's for some steak, and... We'll be revealing some uh, some <laughs> insights from that dinner later on. I'm sure
2: some secrets. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a been a blast so far.
1: Cool, man. So tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you get into fitness?
2: Yeah, so I, I guess I'll go back to. Uh, it's funny because you, you mentioned uh, email deliverability. It's a kind of a crazy story, but I got into fitness. Um, I grew up playing baseball most of my life. I was always like the really skinny kid, and. I, we don't know how it happened, but I injured my back pretty bad. Just kind of woke up one day like, oh, my back's hurting. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And it got worse and worse to the point where I couldn't play baseball anymore. And I had to get a bunch of procedures done on it. And it kind of took a toll on my mental health, my physical health. And I went from like being like super active, playing sports all the time, and kind of ended up getting a prescribed a bunch of medicine, which I don't totally agree with, but a bunch of prescription medicine. I had to go to Aquatherapy, physical therapy a bunch of they, they injected me with a bunch of like um steroids and branch block uh branch block shots or for your nerves or whatever and uh that was kind of like a it, it was it was tough because it kind of got me into this like victim mentality I wasn't like fitness wasn't like really like like in the forefront of my mind at all yeah yeah so it was it was pretty tough
1: what how old were you then this is so yeah school. so going
2: back so this is so yeah, so I was, it injured my back, I think I was 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of how, like, everything began, which looking back, I'm super grateful for all of it. But uh, that's where, like, things started to kind of, um, I, I wore a brace basically up, to, up until the last year, pretty much I wore like this like metal back brace. It was actually kind of cool. Cause I would like walk into school and it was like a, you know, like the scoliosis braces yeah, where it's yeah. like, <laughs> so I would like walk up to random people and be like, yeah, just punch me, just punch me real quick. <laughs> and they just like hurt their hand. So yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> well, so say
0: at, le- at least you made light of, of actually a pretty, you know, difficult situation.
2: Right. Right. It kind of freaked everyone out. Like what, 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 what just happened? Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's how I got in. That's like the beginning stages of getting into fitness. And, uh, it was tough. I took a, I remember like going, like walking into high school, and I basically, because of all that stuff, I, I was always the really skinny kid. I was like 4% body fat, which like, that's not even exact. Like I was just like, I was like skinnier than the girls pretty much. <laughs> um, and after, that was me.
1: Oh yeah. As Dan Long would say, <laughs> that, that was me. Yeah. That was <laughs> me. I was the same way.
2: Okay. Yeah. So then, and then what happened was I actually gained a bunch of. I gained about thirty pounds of body fat, uh, in like 30, 40 days, and it, it was crazy. I have like stretch marks on my legs from it, and it, it was insane to kind of see that that shift. Um, and it really took a took a toll on my confidence.
1: How'd that happen? That was from your hunger going up from from the different medications and things. Yeah,
2: yeah. So they gave me they they, they would had these needles that were like, there. They showed me showed me them. And it was like crazy. They're, they're like. Uh, like two feet long needles, and yeah, so they injected you with like injected me with like epidural shots to get rid of like inflammation and everything, and it like turbo spikes your appetite. If I was working out, I don't, I probably would have got yeah. pretty yoked. Right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's they they did that, and then what happened was yeah, my appetite spiked. But for me, like I was a skinny kid, so I'm just like I'm gonna eat all. Of, I remember sitting at McDonald's just like shoveling food down because I was I was hungry. I was like, why not? It'd be cool to gain some weight, and uh, and that's when things kind of got really bad. I uh, my cheeks like kind of puffed up. I was from the steroids when i was breaking out and uh it kind of took a toll on my mental health which is kind of like why i got into fitness like long like the the end of the story but um yeah so it was just kind of i would walk i remember just like walking my dog one night just like feeling this like victim mentality just like why is this happening to me uh, like, like I would just like succumb to the pain and i would, I', would, I would just like I'd almost wish like terrible stuff that it would just like kind of take me out of my misery and and uh you know get some some kind of like I, I remember wishing like I would get cancer and like all this crazy oh, it is crazy stuff, yeah,
1: and it this is something a lot of people resonate people mm-hmm. don't share this, they're not always open about it, but it yeah. actually happens all the time in the Bible. It was the last chapter I was just reading in that book I yep. just gave you it's talking about so many examples of people. Like, getting so depressed and despair and and fearful. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll talk about that later on.
2: Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to share my story. It's like, I, I don't like talking about it, but I feel like it's something that people need to hear in that, uh, you know, because I, re- I recognize that everyone has their story. Like, everyone has something that went wrong in their life. Um, and, and just kind of taking that step back and, and recognizing it, I think that you can see a lot of positive in it. Uh, For sure.
0: I so mean, it that either, was a heck of a moment of growth pretty much all through your high school career. Yeah. yeah. You, you were going through these difficult periods yeah. and these... Uh, it's really re- trying to mentally wrap yourself around this way of life <laughs> and, and probably didn't see... a a see what was on the other side at all at that at that stage
2: no no i didn't i, I saw only darkness i remember sitting in class i was just like because uh, the doctor would prescribe me like vicodin all these drugs like i couldn't believe they like looking back on it, it's just like why would you do that but yeah i remember sitting in class like taking like a geometry test and just like I was, like what what is even going on right now yeah um so yeah so that was pretty crazy but then like i don't remember what happened so actually yeah so the the I remember it was my senior year of high school when things started shifting. My dad brought home this uh, workout program and I was kind of like at, at the point where like I was super depressed. I wasn't really hanging out with my friends at all. And I was just very, like I I just would just lie down pretty, like sleep, like pretty much all day, go to school, come back and lie down, do nothing. And uh, he got this workout program and uh, he started going through it. I was watching him go through it. Uh, sorry, dad, but he, he didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, I, I was like, you know what, like, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what was the, the causing factor that shifted it, but I was like, I, I got, like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just, I kind of like, I'm putting so much energy into feeling bad for myself and not moving around. And then I, I was like, you know, I'm just going to try this out, try this workout program out and see what happens. And like full disclosure, within the first two weeks I, I like, I started it, then I stopped. And it was kind of like, almost like a, I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that. Just like that mental battle of like starting something, but then like questioning whether you should even be doing it. Um, yeah. And then I just, one day I was just like, I gotta, I gotta commit to this. Like, I I guess it's kind of like the human psychology of like, you have to get so deep into the pain before you make that, make that shift to, to go towards the pleasure.
1: All right. Yeah. So it was, what, a 90-day program?
2: It was a, Yeah, 90-day home base. Uh, it was P90X, actually. Right. P90X. We're, like, beating around the bush. It was-, <laughs> it was P90X, yeah. I remember putting putting the the, the, uh, the, the pull-up bar together. And I was like, this is, like, this is like the first thing I had ever done, like, in a while, just like that was physical. I'm like, put this pull-up bar together. I'm like, all right, now I got to do it. Would it would have be been a
1: better story if it was a critical bench program, like Bodyweight Beast or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It would have <laughs> been great, but instead
0: he has a Tony Horton shrine at his home, right, right. for... Pulling them up from the ashes.
2: I was like 17 at the time. They got some yeah. pretty good looking women on the-, on the Well, that's video. true. It's a good <laughs> I was, point. It, it, it's that not, was not pretty... just Tony.
1: Yeah. So that, from that program, then um, did that kind of jumpstart that lifestyle? It kind of yeah helped you get on the right track?
2: So yes, yeah, so I started the program and I was like, you know what? I need to commit to this. And yeah, I went through the full 90 days. It was crazy. I, 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 I took photos of it and it was just like a massive shift. Because I was like that, like, I was like kind of like, I had body fat, which was-, was totally new for me um and yeah after 90 days i was i went from doing like zero pull-ups zero push-ups uh i remember i think i finished with like doing being able to do 40 pull-ups do 20 straight pull-ups it was just like mind-blowing to me i actually remember i was i was walking like with my mom to before the like, it was right before senior year and i actually like went into this like hollister short, uh, uh, store because i was always like very insecure about how like how, like how my body looks so i used to wear like two t-shirts and just like cover my elbows and like i was just super insecure about it and then i remember like after the program ended i went through the 90 days i was like, trying to transform transform my body at least at the time and i remember putting this like small it was, i think it was an extra small um hollister shirt on and i was like wow and she's like wow i could see your muscles I'm like what this is crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome
2: so yeah that was kind of like in the the, the the most insane part wasn't the the, the physical change but like my Well, first of all, my back pain, I did all this like aqua therapy, physical therapy, all these exercises they gave me, all the the drugs and, and medicine they gave me. I, I was off of that. And my back pain, funny enough, started to go down because I was actually you know strengthening my core, moving my body, getting blood flow going. And I, all, all, I'm sure there's like more to it. But yeah, it was uh, my back pain like didn't go away, but it was like very much almost gone.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So did that. Get you interested in college and studying exercise science and things? Or?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So like, but the, the, the weird part was, and I'm sure people that maybe that are listening can resonate is like, I did the 90 day program. I transformed my body. My back pain started to go away, but I didn't know what to do afterwards. And what happened was, yeah, I started kind of shifting back to my old self. Cause I didn't, mm. I, we could talk about this more, but I didn't, I didn't really fully tr- like shift my identity to like being like a fit, healthy person. It was still like, I still saw myself and how I was before I started. So I, I didn't know what to do. I finished p 90 x you can only watch the video so many times until you're like... <laughs> right, right. But, I, can't. Well, not, I need P90Z now. Yeah, p P90, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, what's the next one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I tried. and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. So, what's going on with your mental shift at this point? Like, are you starting to see light on the yeah. on the other side? So that
2: was when, yeah. So, so light started cracking through, and I was like, there, "There's actually like, like this is crazy. And maybe I don't need to be stuck like this forever." Uh, but what happened was I stopped. I st- I stopped working out because I didn't really know anything about it, and then I started like felt my myself kind of shifting back to like I, I, my back pain started. I remember sitting in class and my back. I d- I hadn't felt pain very much at all, and then I just remember sitting there and my the back pain just started. like felt it. I was like, "What what was that?" And it was almost like like a fear of like coming back. And I remember looking in the mirror, kind of seeing like myself shrinking again. It was just kind of crazy to to know that if you don't, if I didn't keep this up, I was gonna kind of shift back to that old self. Right. And that's what kind of like. STEM me to uh, uh, inspire me to like kind of like go deeper into it.
0: Yeah. And and, and isn't that so common with a lot of people where they Mm. have this great transformation and then that that period is over, that 90 days or six months or that even a year. And then they kind of fall back into their previous life, their previous lifestyle, and then end up right back where they were rather than finding what's okay, what's next now? What's stage two of this? transformation process. So exactly. you know, so you slipped but then you are obviously able to rebound. Right, right. So tell tell us about the rebound.
2: So the so the rebound was I pretty much went to school. I went to uh went to USF University of South Florida. Shout out to uh Bill Campbell, who's my professor. And uh yes, yeah, so I went to school for exercise science and that was kind of like when I really started like digging deep into like even when I wasn't in the school I was just like sitting there watching all kinds of, of videos. I remember Vince Del Monte is one of the f- first people I started watching like all his, his videos and like, just like, like I would just watch, spend hours just like watching workout videos. And I kind of, I, I joined a fraternity in college, party way too much, but, uh, <laughs> but it, I was, I, people started kind of looking up to me as like the fitness guy in school. And it was, it was kind of, again, kind of like, like mind blowing. Cause like I had never seen myself as like, I just kind of did it because I wanted to start feeling better. And like, it kind of, I realized that like, like there might be something bigger to this. Like maybe, like maybe uh, because I'm, I'm taking control of this, I can actually help other people. And that was kind of like, again, just, it wasn't like a a, a full on, like, I didn't know my, my, my passion, my, my uh, vision yet, but it was kind of like, it started, the, the light started coming in more and more. Seeds were
1: getting planted. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. It makes, it makes it. Cool how you were able to look back on that pain, that darkness, that injury, addictions and things that weren't even your own fault necessarily, but it'd be easy to just stay in that bad place. Why is this happening to me? Where you you were getting to the point now where you're like maybe this happened for me and now I can use this to help other people in in some kind of way right but the story doesn't end there there's like
2: no there's way more there's a whole other
1: <laughs> second half that kind yeah. of even ties it even more together
2: yeah so going through college it's still the the, the back thing was still kind of there I still wore I so I, I I downgraded my brace wasn't as like crazy big anymore but I still had like a metal brace I would wear at night. Um, so it's still I still kind of had that victim mentality. Like I was definitely a lot, doing a lot better. My mental health was doing better. I was you know talking to women more. Like I, I felt more confident. But there's still like something there. And so what happened was I was I was home for for like like it was like spring break or something. And I was uh, I was just driving to I think I was going to GNC to pick up like a protein powder or something. And what happened w- when I was driving is. There' was a car like in the middle of the road, um, so there's like a, it's like State Road 84 there's like two lanes, and I was in the right lane going straight and there's a car just like parked in the middle of the road with no lights on or anything. I didn't realize what was happening. looked down for a second, looked back up and the, the car was just like right in front of me, so I, I swung my wheel to the right and nicked like the back right hand corner of their car. The person behind me I guess didn't see me they were going like 60 miles an hour and just trashed my car. Man. yeah it was it, car, what about you? Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember, but uh, I don't really remember much. I just remember waking up uh, in a, like a helicopter, and I, I think my mom told me that. Like, I, I asked, "Like, am I dying?" And I don't remember saying that. And she's like, "She's like, no, you're not dying. Don't say that." <laughs> and She yeah. kind of started yelling at me, um, in like a, a loving. Was she way. in the helicopter? I, I believe she was in the helicopter. I could be wrong, but I, don't, I don't, honestly, that was a pretty bad concussion. But yeah, I remember waking up, I was sitting in the hospital bed and I had like a, like a cone on my head. I have a, like you so said, you guys saw the scar of like a bunch of like, pieces of glass and like in the back of my head. And it was, it was crazy. Like what was happening. Um, but the cool, the cool part, well, the good part about that was because I was already in shape and everything, the doctor said that like, cause I, I had my back injury, like it was still like full on, but because I had strengthened my core and my body was a lot stronger I was healthier uh, there wasn't too much damage. I said like a bruised tailbone and a a pretty like solid concussion. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was that was like the, the when, when things really started opening up. I was like, I have two. I right now I have I have like two directions I can go through. I can use this car accident as like, why me again? Like, why is it, like I've gone through all this adversity? Like born with, born with club feet, back injuries, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that went on in my life. I could just go down that path and let this control me, or I can look at this as like like this is actually happening for a reason. Like this is just the next thing that I that I need to use to overcome um, and move closer towards my path. And that's kind of that's kind of how it started. And I was like I remember sit, like lying in bed, just like my head was hurting. I had like a concussion. I started like playing like a little brain game on my phone to like kind of strengthen my brain because I was kind of scared. That my both my grandparents passed away from Alzheimer's, so I was like like this is like some serious stuff. Um, and that's kind of when things started shifting. Like I, I gotta I gotta take care of myself.
1: Yeah, I find it interesting too because we've talked on other podcasts, we we talked about it yesterday um about owning your own stuff. If you're always a victim and it's always everybody else's fault that this is happening to you, and a lot of, a lot of times a lot of the stuff has to do with our own decisions, our own choices we've made. And this a car accident, I mean, how how can this be anybody's fault and you're mm-hmm. still choosing to look at this well I mean it's the other guy's fault for parking on the road and the guy hitting you but yeah. <laughs> but still like what did you do to cause that like how how do you own something that you consider not even your fault you right. know and you're still owning the situation saying I'm not a victim here I'm going to use this is going to be used for good for myself and for other people mm-hmm. and even in life when things happen to us that we don't understand or that are tragic God still has a, a use for it. These storms, these problems, it can be used to help get you in alignment, to help help other people down the road that are going through similar things and I think that that's exactly how you chose to look at it versus, you know, j- just sulking in it, mm-hmm. feeling bad for yourself, which would be the easy natural thing to do.
2: Yeah, and I 100% like feel like that like yeah, all that stuff, I didn't realize at the time, but I think all that stuff like really it, like call it God or higher power or whatever it may be, but something like that happened for like a hundred percent for a reason. Cause I don't think if like, that's why I'm so grateful for that all happening, you know, every, every Because if it hadn't happened, I don't know if I would even be sitting here right now. I feel like I probably, like I had just started personal, tra- I'd get, I, it was after that I started getting into personal training, um, and like, I, I don't know if I would have just kind of settled and, you know, I was dabbling with like getting into accounting and like stuff that wasn't my passion at all. So everyone said that, you know, you got to get a, a good job out of college and, and, you know, work the nine to five and do everything. So I think that, that, that kind of made me realize that like, like I could have died and like if that would have happened. Like life, life is done. Right. So yeah.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. It was a crazy experience, but yeah, that was when things started like shifting, um, in a, in a very good direction. I started listening to a lot of Grant Cardone stuff, um, young hustler podcast. I, I, my friend, I, I, like he recommended it to me. I, I went through, like, I remember I was driving to go see my ex-girlfriend at the time. And I, I was like a four hour, a three hour drive to Orlando. And I was just, uh, just listening to it the entire time. Like, Holy crap. Like this stuff resonates with me. Like, the, like, like, you know, like I need to 10 X my life and all all that stuff. And that's kind of like what shifted me from, even just, like, personal, like, because I got into personal training from there to, like, like I need to use all this and, and really get into coaching. Personal and, development. Yeah, personal development, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you were, and you've been a student in coaching programs. You've, mm-hmm. just like us, I mean, controlling your environment, what you listen to, what you read, always having a mentor. Right. And you've been in a lot of programs yourself where, where <laughs> you learned a lot. Yep. Yeah. And how did uh, how did you get started with the Wealthy Body Academy?
2: Yeah, so... I guess the the first thing that before, like, I, like, I was kind of rewind. So before that, before I got into Wealthy Body, uh, it was after that whole scenario is when I, I started personal training. I, I, I had it, my first job, but the thing is Anytime Fitness. I was there for like six months or so. Just kind of, I didn't really totally know what I was doing, but it was just kind of like my starting point. And then um, I, I joined a, a gym in uh, in Boca called Facility, and that's when I met my Well, Fred was the owner and then my first, like, I would call mentor, I didn't pay for him or anything, but but he was just a trainer there. He was been there for a while and he kind of really showed me the ropes, um, on how to train, you know, different like program design, um, you know, how to, how to configure different programs for specific people and all. And he really like, like blasted me with science. Like he showed me a, a mindset that I wasn't really, didn't really understand yet. And that was when I first realized like how powerful like a mentor, like he gave me I was still battling with identity, like I was still like figure trying to figure out my way, and I didn't see. I still saw myself as like the skinny kid um, that couldn't really help anyone. I wanted to, but I didn't really see myself as that. And then he kind of, I would talk to him. He would show, he would show me what he was doing. I would ask a lot of questions, and then he I remember him telling me one day, like like you're like one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, and he just kind of like showed me that like in, like instilled that confidence. That sure. I think everyone like I think everyone is, is is a genius in their own right. It's just kind of you gotta. Like break open to that that deep like identity that that uh that let that shine I guess yeah
0: in life quite often I feel like sometimes there's things that we don't notice about ourselves but Mm -hmm. other people pick up on very quickly and uh, they can see qualities in us and and in our character that uh, that we just don't realize and it just shows you how living a life of isolation is just not healthy you need to surround yourself with with mentors and in people who influence you for change and and, in obviously a positive way Mm -hmm. and, 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 and there's no shortage of, it's like love. Like you can't love too much. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can like surround yourself with as many mentors and be a mentor for others. And it's so cyclical because there's, everybody's just like helping each other. Thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com.
1: Let's get back to the show. When you're blessed it's not supposed to stop at you, like you're the final road where everything just ends, like it's got to pass through, like keep paying it forward, give it to other people you You didn't necessarily even seek out this mentor. he just no. he, he just took an interest in you and it made a big impact on your life. Maybe it wasn't even as big of a deal to him as it was to you right. But mm, yeah. it's like doing that same thing for other people everywhere we go in life. And it sounds like that was a time when you really realized how important it is to have mentors, coaches, mm-hmm. people that you're learning from. So right. I think for the people listening to this, you think, Oh, once someone's successful, like they're the coach and they're and they're gonna like just charge people. Like we all have coaches. Right. I, I have business coaches, we have relationship coaches, there's people I pay money to to keep growing this business, to keep learning and keeping that growth mindset to be accountable to. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You'll actually see that as people kind of become more successful, they just invest more into their own personal development. And that comes with, it might start with books. It could start with podcasts, listening to shows like this. And then it can, uh, from there, you can kind of go to conferences, seminars, but, but even from there, you st- can start getting into masterminds. Yeah. You can start getting individual coaches. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a paid thing. You can find mentors, uh, at your school or your community, your church. There's, there's places where people want to, want to help you.
2: Yeah. It says Tony Robbins says, he says that in order to transform your, your life, you have to raise your standards. And in my opinion, the fastest way, sometimes you don't you don't real you don't know how to raise your standards. So finding a mentor who can like kinda of show you a new standard that, that kind of raises you up to that level. And then what happens is what I found is like once you raise your standard up, that becomes like your new baseline. Um, and then and then it's just a matter of continuously raising that up through mentors and, and growth and all that stuff.
1: Which is exactly your environment and your influences yep. where the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be people. This can be where do you spend your time, the TV shows you're listening to, watching, you know, virtual mastermind, if you will. Like, yeah, yeah. Like picture the people that you look up to or that you want to be with. Right. You can, what would they say in this situation about you? Pick the best in each... Category or field of your life. There mm-hmm. could be somebody who's the most driven person, you know, someone else who's like in the best shape. Yeah. You know, someone else who has an amazing uh, friendships and, and marriage and parent. So you can look at all these different people and, and ask yourself, kind of like, what would Jesus do? What would this person do? What would this person do in each situation?
2: And it's all like a feedback loop, like all those different, like, like, like with health and with business and and relationships all it's all like it's all intertwined so if you can find people like that that they're all on a higher standard in each like aspect of your life and find someone that you can look up to in that regard because like if you if you're missing out on one one area it's gonna be hard to kind of Like really full circle develop so exactly. I mean,
1: we'll we'll talk about why you called it wealthy. Yep, but like how is a body wealthy? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, when I was in college, it was the same thing. I played college football at Central Connecticut, and um, I was a walk on, so I wasn't recruited to be a starter. I had to. Like earn my way and work my way into that role. So I surrounded myself on weightlifting days. I'm training with the linemen, mm. the big guys that are strong. On the, And then on my running days, I go with the cornerbacks and the wide receivers. So we're mm. talking summer training programs. I'd run with the fast guys, lift with the strong guys, surround yourself with the right people. And I wasn't really working on other parts of my life. It was all oriented on like fitness and sports at that time, right. but even just with sports getting yourself around the correct people. You could be hanging around with like the backups and the people that that suck. Yeah, <laughs> right. Same thing later in life when I got into powerlifting. You go join a powerlifting gym with other powerlifters that are stronger than you. Your lifts are going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. It's exactly who you're hanging out with and it's yeah. transferable to any area of your life. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I always think of it as just leveling up. It's like mm-hmm. the words that always pop in my head. It's like finding ways to just continue to level up to hit reset and to like have a new default. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like you, you you know you go up and then every time you're going up a few steps even if you back step a little bit it's it's at a higher level than than it was obviously you know years uh, before that. So you're just constantly going up that that staircase but that's got to yeah. be
1: intentional because yeah. by, by default we're gonna just be associates or friends with people that you're co-workers with or that you go to school with right. and if you didn't pick them and select them You could wind up being the top person and then what happens is you're actually just being dragged down, Mm -hmm. right? which I'm not talking about not being a mentor, not blessing other people, but that's got to be a purpose and intentional. It can't be your core group where you're the top. It's like real estate. You don't want to be the most expensive house in the neighborhood because then your value drops down with all the other houses. I think the same thing is going to happen with the people you hang out with. You actually want to be towards the bottom of the group. Mm -hmm. You're getting lifted up. But you never want to be just a taker. We talked about this right. last night. We we're yeah. talking about givers, takers, and matchers. You always want to be adding value. You always want to be giving, but at the same time, people raising raising you up because they're playing at a higher level.
2: Right. One of my one of my, uh, quote that I, I heard recently from one of my my coaches, Brandon Carter. He says people don't rise to their potential; they drop to their standards. So they don't they don't you know they they've got this potential that they can get to, but people don't like actively like obviously the people that are motivated they want to keep moving, but it's only human nature to to you, know, you have good days and bad days. So if you if you always raise your standards, not rely on your potential um, with coaches, and that way your standards are always raise, you're going to drop to that to that mark every time.
1: It's like your homeostasis for yeah, f- for yeah, fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like yeah, your uh, fat loss for for growth. Um, but yeah. So I guess going back. So so going back to where I, where was I at?
1: Uh, well, we're we're talking about. Leading up to starting the Wealthy Body Academy, so gotcha. we talk about how you have had your own coaches and what you were doing.
2: Yes, so I spent a lot of money. So I, I spent whatever college was for my extra science degree, twenty five thousand dollars. That was in debt, whatever it was. I don't even know. And then I ended up spending. I I've probably spent double the triple that since since leaving but yeah so i remember i was in i was training and i I spent like two or three years training there like just learning the craft because i was super passionate about personal training i thought like i was gonna have a gym i thought that was gonna be training for the rest of my life and then Something happened, like with pot- potential or standards, where I just kind of hit a wall. Where I, just, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't make any more money. I was training; I could only train, you know, ten to twelve people a day at the most. And I was like, I, I need to. I want to help more people. Like this is, this, this is not. I can't help more people. Plus, I'm burning out and I'm, I'm feeling tired. And and I was just stuck in this, stuck in this like gym all day with like these like fluorescent lights. I was getting really bad headaches, and it was just like it wasn't a good situation. Um, even though I still love doing it, but I, I, was, I felt stuck, which I think a lot of people can probably resonate with. Well, you're
0: with. looking at two two guys who did the same thing, and yeah. I'm sure we we felt stuck too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're giving so much to yourself in that environment that you love because mm-hmm. it's about fi- uh, fitness and about health and strength and all these things, and people that are fun to be with and they're inspired by you, and, and it's, it's great. It's a big party, right? Yeah. But it's a very draining long day, mm-hmm. five, six, seven days a week. And after so many years of doing that, you just like, Okay, what's next? Yeah. Well, how do I take how do I take this passion and get to
1: you know, the yeah. next level? I just saw your, yeah. your coaching pay off in your Self talk. There, you, you said it the way you want to say it. You didn't say my headaches. You said the headaches I was getting. Oh, which, did I? Yeah which, yeah. which is what we want to say. Yeah. We were talking about the identity thing where you went to go during the injury when you were getting headaches mm-hmm. and you were talking to the functional uh, medicine doctor. Yes, yeah, and you said, "Yeah, out. I keep getting my headaches." She's like, oh, they're they're your headaches. They belong to you. Mm-hmm. Like you have ownership of these things, and you're like, oh my gosh, that was like a mental shift there. Yep. I mean, there that that's mentorship and coaching. You're using your own money to get <laughs> to get health information from yep. from someone versus going through insurance down the medical medical field, which is fine too. Yep. But here, you're kind of investing money. And right. just this self-talk and how we talk to ourselves, it's trained over time. It doesn't happen overnight. But there's yeah. just these words we don't use here anymore. We don't say can't. There's a lot of words like you hear someone say it and it stands out. It makes me and cringe. You called me, like, oh, call, call me out on it yesterday. Did I? Out. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably the heavy jump it rope. It was the heavy jump <laughs> rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he that did it.
2: Hard. We have like a
1: 10-pound oh, he heavy rope. I got
2: to do three today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got
1: to do three today. It's like a battle rope jump rope. That's yeah. Super heavy. Yeah, it's Pretty <laughs> tough. It was tough. Chris has a record Master. with 20. But, or yeah, 20 years Yeah, 20, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That was fun. That was good
2: workout. Might,
1: yeah, yeah. might have to beat that today. My,
0: hamstrings <laughs> my, ham,
2: my right hamstring is super sore today. I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The,
1: the yeah GHR gets you every time. Every yeah, we sidetracked, but I just yeah. wanted to make a note of that, that mental talk. It's a trained thing. Yeah. It's just, it's your environment and your influences again. And, yeah. and the people that are doing big things that are making impact, they're not talking to themselves like that. And they've made, started to make that identity shift. Yep. Yeah and you're in that time too where where you you are making that shift and all the coaching programs you're taking and who you're surrounding yourself with.
2: Yes. So yeah, so that's when I started investing. I remember I invested in like John Goodman's course, the online trainer academy. I, I, I won't name all the names I invested in, but I invested in a whole bunch of different mentors when I was still working at the at the personal training business and then I I kind of was like, you know, it's time for me to just I'm, I was making I don't know, I was making 3 to 4 grand a month. And I was like, I, I probably didn't go about it the best way, which I'm sure a lot of people people have made, maybe made this mistake, but I, I just left. I was like, all right, I'm done. Um, I need to go online and make this work. So I just kind of just jumped into it full throttle. Well,
1: sometimes that's the best way to do it. It's burning your ships, not leaving yeah. all these backup options. You know, you, that's what you I was go thinking, into yeah. it, burn the ships. There's no retreat, there's no leaving, there's no changing your mind. You either try it or you don't. Yep. And usually it's this. Uh, feeling of regret of not trying something that will haunt you way more than trying something and failing because as we know, there's really not failing anyway. There's just learning, there's constant failing forward. You're gonna learn (laughs) as you mess up and you just keep keep working on it. (laughs) And even if it doesn't wind up being the right thing, you're going to gain valuable lessons from it. It's not a failure to learning experience.
2: And that's the mindset shift. Uh, I talked with a lot of my clients and I think it's as huge as like that. Yeah. Like I could, what happened was like long story short, I quit my job. I tried to grow my online business. I wasn't ready. I didn't have the the full on confidence yet. I wasn't certain of my, my mission. I just knew I wanted to train people. So I didn't, I never, I didn't know anything about marketing at all. And I went into it and I spent every last dollar. I remember going to so I went to go visit one of my mentors. I was paying like, like I paid like $8,000 to be in the program. Flew all the way to Australia with the last amount of money I had to go to, the, to the, his mastermind event. I was like walking around Australia with like, I had like, like $20 left. I was like, how am I going to, I got to get to the airport somehow to get home.
0: You're not born with toughness. It has to be developed. Discover five ways to become tough as nails. Go to strongbydesigntough.com, enter your email, and download this special report
1: for free. Let's get back to the show. The lesson there, you took action. That, mm-hmm. was, that was a yeah. leap of faith. You didn't know the outcome. It wasn't guaranteed, but it is guaranteed if you sit home and do nothing, right. you're, you're never going to have a chance at the life you want to live.
2: Yeah, uh, Grant Cardone made a really good quote, and he said, yeah, nothing great ever happened to me when I was sitting at home. So yeah, right. I think it's totally true. Uh, but that kind of just that experience, like being there, I was I was by myself. I didn't know anyone. It was just kind of like crazy to to get into that new atmosphere. Um, but that was when things started to get real for me. I, I, a lot of like anxiety came from that because I, like I, I didn't. I, I pretty much failed, failed. forward. I lost all my money. Had to go back and, and I went back home. And I got a, a job where I was working at a, um, at a, a hookah bar. I don't even know how to make hookah to this day. I don't know how, why they hired me. I, I was like the guy that would like, like clean tables and like give hookah to people. And I didn't know how to, like I had to ask every time the other people, and <laughs> I was not, I, was, they sh- I shouldn't have hired me, but uh, <laughs> I was the worst employee ever. Cause I was like in that mindset where like, I didn't like it, I didn't want to be there, but I had to make money somehow.
0: Well, good for you for not feeling like that was your future.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I remember, I remember walking like I vividly. Remember walking around. Cause we, we, the first thing we had to do when we came to work was they uh, had this, tra- this this trash picker thing where you, it's like a it's like a little claw, and we had to walk around the trash bag and pick up cigarettes off the side of the the hookah bar. Just it was like I know people throw their cigarettes everywhere. It's not cool, but uh, I was walking around picking them up, and I remember just like pausing and just thinking to myself, like I could have thought like like what happened which i did kind of thought, like what happened how am i sitting here doing this but i was like this is just going to be a chapter that i can look back on you know two three years from now and just be like 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 this is just made me stronger it's it's what got me to where i am now and i've actually been able to like like it's, it's crazy to think about but that was like the mindset shift is like being in that moment was like 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 a low point for humbling me. too yeah right? humbling exactly yeah Humbling, like I saw myself because I had built up my identity to the point where I saw myself as like a, a world class trainer. Doing that, it was just a very humbling to see like like y- things can go wrong, but it's about how you see those those failures and how you move forward from them. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's and then what happened was I ended up finding a new personal training job, which again I was like oh, I have to go back to personal training, which I love, but it was just kind of like I felt like I, I felt like I wasn't moving forward, which I was I was I was but. I got the job, a job in the Keys, which is where I discovered uh, copywriting and email uh, email copywriting, and that's kind of like what led me to Wealthy Body. Yeah, was I I, I it's huge again mentors. I start I went through the program, um, Jason Capital's Email Income Expert Program, learned the skill of copywriting from again another mentor, and then I started working. I, I started working with Vince and and, and a, a bunch of other you know fitness influencers, which kind of opened the door to uh to me seeing like with the possibilities of what was out. You kind of okay.
1: connect connected the dots there with mm-hmm. Wealthy Body Academy. You had your fitness background, but now you're starting to work with like up and coming entrepreneurs or people that are self-employed. For anyone who doesn't know what a, a copywriter, they they write the marketing uh, letters that sell different products. So, a lot of times they're um, work for themselves and they're consulting for different businesses. And i mean i'll let, i'll let you explain it but the, yeah. the wealthy body it's like we're working on fitness but there's so much more to the fitness
2: yeah i almost hesitate to call it fitness coaching because yeah there, it's so much there's such there's so much more of a deeper meaning to it and to explain why i created it was i, I ended up moving to portland which is where i really dove in like full on to copywriting. I almost thought for a point that that was going to be my next step, like long-term. And I started working with a, a whole bunch of different fitness influencers and I was writing as them in the background um, for their, their sale, the sales, sales co- copywriting and just doing stuff like that. And then I realized like, I don't want to be sitting like, I, I, I felt that, I don't know what it was. It was just like this, this urge, like I need to be doing this, uh, which again, I was making, you know, like $11,000 a month from, from copywriting. I could have probably even made more, but I was—I just—I realized that. Well, during—I'll—I'll I'll circle back. During that time, I was very overwhelmed because it—it it, it was. I'm very fitness oriented, but I was so like obsessed with like 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 doing well for clients and, and, and getting stuff done that I was kind of struggling a little bit with my health. I know um,
1: it's it's yeah. ironic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it happens in the fitness industry too. You're so busy talking about fitness, you're <laughs> neglecting it yourself. So <laughs> many. Once coaches, it becomes yeah. work and not a passion. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
2: Yes, I, I know so many coaches that yeah, when they they get into like the tra- like like crazy hours, they just put they throw their health aside, the which was happening to me. I was getting all like headaches and and I just wasn't. I was just I would wake up because I thought it was cool to like wake up and just like pull my laptop on, in bed and just start writing because I was like the you know social media shows you that it's like the the cool thing to do. And <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean,
1: we, we talk, talked about this too. When I was in the, the rat race in my 20s and working 9 to 5, I was in a cubicle mm-hmm. looking out the window, watching the, the daylight disappear into darkness when it was time to go home, and I just felt trapped and just yeah. felt like I needed out. I needed to do my own thing. I really was craving for for just freedom, yep. and I had that freedom f- for a while. Yep. And what I realized then was that I had... F- More freedom when I had structure. So when I got back on to an actual schedule, like today, we dropped the kids off this morning, Mm -hmm. drove in here. I'm at work by 8:30. I have a pretty strict schedule now, but I get way more done in like three hours than we were talking about. A lot of people that work a full time job taking a break. What did you say it was? Every every five minutes. Every five minutes. It's like how much actual. Important work is getting done in like an eight-hour day,
2: right? And that's what I realized was when I didn't have that structure in my day. I would like I'd start copy, uh, start writing on my laptop, and like I was I was in, I had brain fog. I was stuck. I couldn't get. I, I had no creativity to what I was doing, and that's I actually lost a client because of that. Uh, and that, they kind of I was still making good money, but it it, it put, pushed me back. And then I, that was when I realized, like, I need to get my health. Because if I don't have my health, like, how can I, I can't be good at copywriting. I can't grow a business. Like, it's, in my opinion, it's kind of the foundation for it. Um, and then I, I realized that, like, like, this is something that, this is what I'm really passionate about.
1: If you don't have that piece, none of the other pieces are going to work. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, for, for my life, it goes, it goes God, then it goes family, then it goes work. Mm-hmm. But how can I do good at any of those? Yeah. If I don't have my health, are you going to be like able to play with your kids, help them with the homework, spend time with them? If you're laid up in bed, mm-hmm. sick, and your health is gone, yeah. right.
0: have the energy at the end of the day right. to to give two or three hours of all of you at a hundred percent to your family, the people you love most. Yeah. You know, and you if you're not taking care of your health. You're, you it's not there
1: and a lot of people you know they're coming from a good place they're wanting to be selfless and think of other people put other people first but then what happens is they wind up neglecting their own health and you've mm-hmm. you've seen this it's such a typical story with entrepreneurs i know handfuls of people of men have this mm-hmm. thing that happens a lot of times where they just get buried Mm -hmm. and into their work and into their business. And it's like part of our nature to want to build and grow, Mm -hmm. but without that balance. And if you're not putting your health first and you just dive into that so deep relationships suffer, your health suffers, and all these other areas start deteriorating while you're like building and growing. And then you wake up at the end of your life and no one ever on their deathbed said, I wish I spent more time working. Yeah. They're like I wish I had stronger relationships. No one's here with me. I don't have anyone that's close to me. Mm-hmm. It's like your health is gone, your life's over and it's not about working more. Right? right. Yeah, it's that I don't know if it was
0: a, one of our podcasts or someone else. I think it was on another podcast I listen. I'm a podcast addict in my in my life anymore. Uh but or maybe it was even Vince uh, Delmani that said that, you know, when when, he, when anybody pictures the end of their life, and who, who's with you at that moment, right? Right. When you're at, on your death, and I know it's a, it's, a, it's a grim thing to think about, but it's also a, 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 a huge uh, mind, mindset thing to be like, okay, so when I'm old and gray, 80, 90 years old, whatever to 100 years old, whatever age you want to live to, who is in my life? Who are the people in the room with me? Mm-hmm. my spouse, my children, my grandchildren, my best friends, like who are the people that i want there? Like if i could pick right now. And and that's kind of where our focus should be a lot in our life, right? Mm-hmm. And rather than, you know, all the, all these other things that are nice. You know, it's nice to have th- nice material things and a nice home and all these other, you know, possessions and mm-hmm. you know, but you know, the the people, the relationships are are really what It's true wealth. It's true wealth. Yeah, that's
1: true wealth. And you can't feed those without your health. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I I remember telling you that that story I heard. It was actually my my, uh, hairstylist. I saw a hairstylist. And (laughs) and she's a very entrepreneurial. She told me the story. I don't know if this is 100% true, but she told me the story about Tony Robbins and how he was sitting at this theater um, in the second row of the theater. And in front of him, he saw like, like two empty seats and someone like tapped on Tony's right shoulder and said like, like, look at that guy. Look, look at those seats over there. That guy was one of the, the wealthiest men in, in Canada. Cause I guess it was in Canada. Like maybe, I don't know. It could, it could be inaccurate. might've been somewhere else, but they were sitting in this theater and he tell he po- he pokes on Tony and says like, that guy's like one of the wealthiest guys here. It was and an empty seat, right? It was yeah. two empty seats, I believe. And he looked over and the guy like kind of walks over and he sits down. And he's like this morbidly obese guy. And Tony's like, well, he, he obviously isn't too, too wealthy. Um, right. because yeah, cause he was like so overweight, which is, yeah, I, like you said, like, I know like for you, like I was looking at your, your, um, your schedule for the day, like even with like, like cause you do prayer. I saw you do prayer in the morning. Like even like that, if you're, if you're health is is out of whack, which leads to your routines getting out of whack. It's going to be even hard to like, you're going to start skipping on that stuff, which is like your your number one. It's just kind of, it's all comes back to having, having that in check as your foundation. Exactly.
1: I mean, it seems like a good time to transition. And we had some points we wanted to talk about with the clients you currently have Mm -hmm. in the wealthy body Academy. What are some of the biggest like common issues or problems that it seems most people struggle with the same things?
2: Yeah. So, Mental health, first of all, is this huge. It's such a big problem right now. A lot of the I work with a lot of like, you know, like younger up and coming entrepreneurs and, and they, they go and they scroll on social media and they see all these possibilities for where they could be and it it, it, it stops them from taking action. Um, and it what happens is they, they basically the main three things are they, they don't have clarity as to what what they want to do they uh, they're lacking energy a lot a very common thing i hear is they crash they either don't get out of bed or struggle to get out of bed or even if they do by 12 p.m they're just they're crashing they, they even if they go they grind through it they're still the energy is low um and in, because of that they lack a lot of time like they, they feel like they're always working yet nothing is really moving thank
0: you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to
1: strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. Being busy doesn't Mm. mean you're productive. You could be working 10 hours a day and still feel like you don't have enough time Mm -hmm. to get the work done because you don't have your priorities straight. You don't have your schedule in order. you You don't have that clarity to figure out what is the most important thing to be working on. Right. But, I mean, you were talking about the mental health not wanting to get out of bed. It almost, like, seems counterintuitive. How could someone who's wanting to start their own thing lack, like, the motivation to get out of bed? Because they're obviously motivated people. Right. But then we're talking about social media being this trap. Mm -hmm. It's a trap of comparison. Mm -hmm. We get the dopamine hits. It's almost an addictive-type thing to be looking at. And then, naturally, we wind up comparing ourselves to what we see on there. But a lot of what you see on there is very staged, it's Mm -hmm. photoshopped, and it's people putting their best foot forward, acting like they're living in this perfect type of life, that then winds up being what we compare ourselves to. Mm -hmm. Then, Then you feel like we're not keeping up, we're not good enough, you kind of put your identity in comparing yourself to others, which isn't where it should be.
2: Right, and that and that's and that's the biggest issue that I see people like the and what happens when they they start getting these dopamine hits and then it drops they they, they like social media is programmed that way they wants you to, to they uh, this is a theory but but uh, I think it's it's programmed in that way to where it wants you to you know, keep scrolling and keep going through and and and, and not take action and what a lot of people they have these goals and ambitions but they they are are. They they are struggle between like like they ha- they know they want to be at this at this growth point they they have these big goals they know that, that they want to succeed but because their body and their health is 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 in, in, is not in check it, it's like they're incongruent with who they are which which because of that it's like a fear and they they can't they, they it's hard for them to keep to, like take action and move forward because of it
1: exactly I mean it's like you said it's a fear and, and there's a lot of different types of fear but mm-hmm. I think at the beginning a lot of the fear is um, is fear that you're going to be thought of as an imposter, Mm -hmm. that people aren't going to respond to it. You're going to be revealed as being a phony or a fake or someone who doesn't belong. And it's very uh, self-esteem based. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, fear of embarrassment, fear of revealing flaws. Mm -hmm. and uh, Criticism. Criticism, yeah, because we live in this social media
1: age of glamorized lives and perfection, which is all of a bunch of hooey. Well, it's even worse now, but I, I think these those fears have always been there. Yeah. I mean, why are people so afraid of uh, public speaking? People are more afraid of that than, than even death. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's why. What if like a whole crowd of people like laughs at you or mm-hmm. thinks you were an idiot or something? Yeah. I mean, it, it's an intense fear, but you cannot live your life being afraid to try things
2: yeah and i have to
1: step into that because that's where the greatness is right on the other side you're never going to accomplish anything great and greatness is not defined as you're awesome you have a million followers you're a celebrity you're famous you're cool greatness is when you're able to use what you're good at your passions in order to improve the lives and serve and help other people Mm -hmm. do the same thing that's being great yeah
2: and I get I, and, I, and the thing is though which I think why I'm so passionate about is I get where people are coming from because I felt the same way like I felt when I was going through my, my stuff in my history like my past and even like, like going in from like when I first tried to grow my fitness business and getting into copyright like I, I, I get it like you feel like you have all these goals but then as soon as you start moving forward you see that other people are, are that maybe are younger than you or they were younger than you when they when they were successful it's like it's like why aren't I there it's like you start comparing yourself to other people. And that's when you start try to work harder, but the working harder isn't always working smarter. And that's what uh, like pulls people back a lot of the times. Right.
1: And it's, and it's not always our timing. And it's not always, I told you the other day, I'm very thankful that some of the success we've had with the business didn't come sooner because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. And it would have gotten blown away. I wasn't responsible enough. I wasn't prepared enough. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're you for those of you that are feeling frustrated that results and your what you're considering success isn't coming fast enough. Trust me, God's timing is always right in this. Mm -hmm. And you could be going through even some hard times just preparing you, getting you ready for the next thing so that when that opportunity comes, you're ready to step into it and you're prepared to make the most of it. Sometimes if you're given an opportunity too soon, it's squandered and you don't know what to do with it and it's a waste.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Pa- the pastor of, of my church at Grace Family Church uh, talked about that in a, a terrific uh, and very personal sermon uh not that that long ago where he said uh you know he was in youth ministry for 12 years before he started Grace Family Church which now has six campuses and is just a just an amazing church here in the the Tampa area and uh he talked about like God's timing is always you know a bit different than what we feel it should be right but he's like there's no way I could have started this church when I started the youth ministry I wanted it I wanted my own church at that stage, right? But thank God I didn't have that option. You know, it wasn't granted to me until I went through all those life experiences and became, you know, the, the pastor I needed to be to to be able to get the, the the church to where it is today. You know, and it's like the the timing isn't you know like we want to just press the button right mm-hmm. and just like make things happen and like no sometimes you got to jump through those hoops and 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 fall down and skin your knees and 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 meet the right people and have the right relationships and and that support systems in place and then you know and you got that it just everything's kind of working in your favor and then you know, the, then these, the, then you, the become, red an, carpet then you become an overnight success story. And then you <laughs> yeah, become yeah, an
2: yeah. overnight <laughs> success
1: for, Yeah, 20 years later. How
2: do you do that one day?
1: But even with social media, it, <laughs> yeah. it encourages this idea of instant gratification, instant success, fast results without putting in the effort, the hardships, the struggles. You don't see that part. You just see the end result and you're like, mm-hmm. I want that and I want it now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, like, for a lot of people, they, they because they're kind of struggling in that regard they it, like we talked about fear and i think a lot of people are just scared to step into the next step which every time steve Jobs said it's impossible to see the finish line while you're walking through the maze and people kind of want to get to the end of the maze and i think what a lot of people just what i found from coaching clients is like they will neglect the one thing that they can control which is their health and their body. they'll neglect that because they know I think this is more like deeper subconscious stuff, but they neglect it because they know if they if they don't take care of their their self, it, then they don't need to walk into the fear. of- It's
1: almost an excuse.
2: Yeah, the next level of their life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that, and it can it can if you're not healthy, it kind of is a an excuse to not be able to do all these things that you need to do that you're afraid to do. Yeah, yeah, and nobody wants to be told that they're afraid cuz then you just feel like a wimp. Cuz then your ego but, gets a hit. <laughs> but everybody is facing this. It's such a normal thing. Every entrepreneur, they it's a normal feeling, but courage isn't the lack of fear. It's doing it anyway despite having it.
2: Right. And I think for yeah, like you said like you're an entrepreneur like that that is the your number one resource and and your asset is like if your brain is functioning On a high level and you've got your routines in check and your energy is great like even if like you might be successful right now like financially maybe successful but they're always gonna we're talking about this last night like you're gonna keep hitting brick walls whether it's you're going from six to seven figures or seven eight figures eight to ten figures whatever it is I think that your health has a lot to do with if you if you can't if you're not like operating optimally, it's going to kind of hold you back from gains. That whatever level you're at, whether it's even going from four figures to five figures, it's it's still going to hold you back. I mean,
1: your nutrition and your exercise is 100% going to affect your energy levels. There's Mm -hmm. there's no way around it. And are you not going to need your energy to be the best you can be? at work or other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different seasons. There's seasons where you could be more devoted to family. There's seasons where you're doubling down and really just crushing it at work. I think there's times where you're going to get out of balance in different areas. For sure. And I, and I think that's okay. But if you don't have the energy, we think of exercise, we think we're exerting energy. It's going to make you tired. Now you have less energy, but it actually works the other way around. You You spend the energy... But then you get a, f- a flood of different mm-hmm. hormones that make you feel more energized, more alert, more awake. You're able to to focus more. Yeah. And then the time the time issue really just has to do with your structure and your priorities. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something you help a lot of your clients with.
2: Yeah, I have an example like one of my clients who just joined my 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 12 month program. Kaz, he joined. He 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 was in a, a, a he was working a nine to five, but it was more of like a smaller entrepreneurial business. And he has that like entrepreneurial mindset. But before he, like, he was, you know, he lost, he went from one, I forget what the number was, he went from, like, like one hundred uh, 177 pounds to 160 pounds, lost, like, 13% body fat, which was all, like, cool numbers, but he started the program with just, like, he didn't have any clarity, um, like, on a, on, a, on a daily level, just, like, what he should do every day, but he also didn't have clarity on what he wanted to do long-term as he started putting the effort into his body and things started shifting, he started to become clearer on his purpose. He's, he wants to become a pilot and he has all these entrepreneurial goals. He, he wants to um, you know start this business through Turo and make side money through that so he can help his family. And before he he hadn't started to, to look at that stuff, it was just kind of like he was just going through the motions of of whatever, whatever, like financially, it's
1: like paying the bills, right? Right. We were right. talking about this, like we don't want a mentor who's not passionate, wanting to give back. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want a guy teaching us who's doing it just because they want need to make money or they want to make money. That yeah. cannot be what it's about. You're not going to have long term success if it's about just making money. Mm-hmm. That's a like a selfish intent there, and it just pays the bills. There absolutely has to be a passion and a love for what you are doing and people are like well I don't know what I can do that that makes money that I'm passionate about it seems like a hard yeah. thing to connect the dots there but ev- but if everybody starts and you start with thinking about what in your life are you very good at and even that's hard for people to think of but mm-hmm. ask your friends talk to your parents other people you know there are some things that you are uniquely gifted with that people look to you for, that you're really good at. And usually, what you're really good at is something that you enjoy, that you're passionate about. They go together. Mm-hmm. And then, really, what you have to do is figure out, how can you take that thing that you're good at and use that to improve the lives, add value, or help other people? Right. And if you can connect those dots, take your your unique ability, that the spiritual gifts you're given, how can you use that to help other people. And, there, and then there will be a financial money reward because that's how money works. You can black hat it and cheat it and steal and lie and do things that way. But ultimately in the long run, the only way money comes to you is by adding value to other people's lives. Yeah. The pro- what problem can you solve?
2: Right. It's like a, it's a, it's a mindset shift from a abu- from scarcity to abundant. From like a lot of people I, I, I work with in the game, they have like this survival. They're in like survival mode. Right. Whether they're even if they're doing good financially, they're they're struggling. They're in this survival mode, which like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. Uh, if you're in survival mode, you're not creative. You're not able to. You're not thinking like outside the box. You're just doing what's necessary to survive. You can't think about your bigger purpose and your why and stuff like that. But you're just trying to get through the day. Thank
0: you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. Survival mode is an automated way of living. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that default program that, that our body functions uh, you know, if you go back thousands of years, how we would have responded in, in a life-threatening situation. Yep. So you don't want to be dripping cortisol all day long because you're living in survival mode. Yep. You want to be living in that on the, the exact other side of it. You know, where we're it's okay. We're, yeah. I'm not going to die. You know, like yeah, like, and it can
1: like, it can be a, a big topic to tackle, especially yeah. when you're just you know paycheck to paycheck or day to day or trying to figure things out. I mean, your twenties can be tough. It, it can be your thirties or forties. You just realize maybe this isn't how you pictured life turning out, and you want to. Make some kind of change. You want to do something you're passionate and something, something you love. You're just not feeling in alignment like with your true self. Are you living the way that you want to be living and why, and why aren't you? Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of time and energy. I think it really is helpful to have somebody help, help you, uh, walk through that process of answering some of those whys yeah. and those questions. And I mean, that, that's something you, you do with your clients. Yep. I, I mean, you were kind enough to, to tell me what you were willing to do for the listeners today.
2: Yeah, so like every every client that I work with, it, it, we we sit down on like the, once they join that we sit down, and we get uh, really clear on their why and not just not just um, their their body, which is because that's important to know. Like just figuring out like, do you want to lose ten percent body fat? Do you want to lose 20, 30 pounds? Like that's obviously that's like what people want on a, on a service level. But what happens is with I'm sure people can they're listening can resonate with this is. Everyone like like starts something because of a a service level goal. Usually, you start because you want to reach a specific result. But it's with like I always tell my clients like like things are going to get hard. Like right now, you're like your your fires burning. You're ready to go. But two three weeks from now, that's not going to like. I'm just going to be real. You're not going to feel good. You're going to wake up and like not want to do things. So we can't focus on the 10 percent body fat you want to lose because like what what is that going to It's not going to change anything. You'll look better. But uh, what we focus on is their, their deeper why. So I, I got this from John Berardi. Um, he talks about the, fi- the five whys and figuring out what is your goal, why is it important. So like say someone wants – like a guy wants to lose 10% body fat or get down to 10% body fat. Why do you want to get down to 10% body fat? You, you know They might give me the answer of because I want to look good on the beach or whatever, um, which is still like it's a bigger why, but it's not enough to – To fuel them long term, I found that you need to get to this the really deep core of it as to like how this will impact not just yourself but others. You can't rely. We talked about willpower yesterday. You can't rely on your your own willpower. In my opinion, you can rely on for 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 a certain point, but like whether it's like your time with God or um, you know helping family members, like there's always a deeper meaning to it. One of my clients, Zachary Mulvahill, um, from Tempe, Arizona, he, you know, he started and he just wanted to, he wanted to do like 20 muscle ups was his goal. Uh, he was just a number he picked and he wanted to lose, um, 10 pounds or 20 pounds. But then we went through his why. And it was like, he got deep and he was saying that like, he was dealing with depression. He was about to go on, uh, on medication. He was dealing, he's like suffering from, uh, suffering, like he was like suicidal at some points. And like, that's important to talk about because if he hadn't brought that up, like, like he would just be going after a losing 20 pound goal. Whereas now it's about not being on, on drugs, which he totally doesn't agree with. And he's, he's vegan. So like for him, we got really deep and he wants to eventually be, be a a coach for other people and teach them how to be vegan and have high testosterone and and, and change the world on a higher level. And that's like, like he just joined for fitness and then all of a sudden it gets like these deep levels of, of why he has to stick to it. And he's in my high level program. He hasn't missed like a workout and like. Six months. (laughs) Awesome.
1: I just I got the chills a little bit from that. It fits so good with I didn't get it at first when you were telling me it was called the wealthy body academy. Yeah. Because it starts with like a superficial fitness goal, but then the why is so much deeper, Mm -hmm. which then leads to a lot of self improvement.
2: Yeah. What I found is like all a lot of the clients they join because they they want to reach a goal and then all of a sudden their their passion starts like coming to them. They don't even under like I I can't quantify why it happens. But they start changing their body, and all of a sudden, these like it's like energy. I believe in energy. If you're like
1: a springboard, yeah, yeah, you get success in that area. Now you've got got some energy. It's and the only some thing momentum you to, to keep going with the next thing. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's like the what we do is that's like the the, the starting point. We figure out what is your goal. But why is important? A lot of the guys I work with are very growth-minded. Pretty much everyone in the program is, is like like people that aren't like open to, to change and to develop. Like they're usually not going to join because it's, it's, they're, they're stuck in their surface level goals. So it's about getting really deep into how you can make an impact on others um, in business or whatever it is. And that we get really clear on that. And then from there, as we go through the coaching program, we get like you know help them really optimize their their performance with like I call it performance fasting, which is it, it's a way of eating where it helps them to sleep better, feel more energized. Um, Energizer workouts is something we do where it's like it gets them just moving, which helps um, promote brain function and and blood flow and just getting more stuff done in the day. And then the, the last thing when, when it comes to like time and clarity. Is, is getting them routines like like high performance routines where they can like you have on your like you have on your door like like figuring out what exactly you're gonna do for the day and how to structure it so that way you're not you're, you're, it's not about fitness it's about it's about keeping as much energy as you can with your brain to actually use it towards your other endeavors in life if you can automate a lot of stuff in your life then you have more brain bandwidth to, to attack other stuff.
1: Yeah, that was really well said. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I practiced at least that's eight true. times before this. So. I went that on a good. walk before this. And I'm just like, how that do was I say good. This? that? Was good. Well done. Thank I, I want
0: to make one quick point too, because I, I it always uh, fascinates me that the why is often related to your relationships or people or giving back. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like the the foundation for change in so many people's lives and or fulfillment. In people's lives is how, how how this creates a better connection with others, or is is giving back in some way, or or providing uh, you know a, a solution to mm-hmm. something, and it's 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 cool because it's not just a, a monetary thing or how yeah. good I look in my in my bathing suit on the beach. It does go much deeper. Yeah. The, the roots go way below mm-hmm. that superficial uh, initial. Uh, you know yeah. goal
2: and that's the, what i found is that this is the key to change is like it's not about yeah, it's not about the, you gotta add, like what i've learned is just a lot of people like want to change, but they don't. They're never asked the right questions to to figure out why they want to change. People just—it's hard for us to kind of like get in our own brain and be like, mm. "Why do I want to change? Like, I, I want to look good, but but why?" It's like you, you got to sit down and like journal that stuff. And if you, having someone like a coach or a mentor ask you those questions, like I've got, I've like I've I talked with a lot of my clients that I have a, a, a client um, who right now. He's trying, Bobby, trying to—he's uh, not trying. He's he quit smoking. We switched his language from from trying to to not a smoker, which is kind of that victim mentality. And just like like just asking him the right questions has helped him discover like so much deeper stuff. So it's like he started for fitness and gaining muscle, but now he's like like figuring out a lot of things that have held him back from his past and it's 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 pretty deep rooted. But it all it all comes back to if you put your health first, then all these things just start coming like unraveling. Yeah,
1: and you can't ignore this stuff forever. It's yeah, like, deal with it and move, <laughs> and move forward. Yeah, right? yeah, you just gotta deal with it already.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough.
2: Yeah, that's why I always have coaches. I have health coaches. I have business coaches. Um, yeah, it's it's just so important.
1: So you you offered something yeah. earlier today. Is that still cool?
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, like for me, like. I don't know if it, like everyone isn't gonna take me up. Like I recognize a lot of people listening, like probably aren't gonna want to take action on this and take me up on it. But for the few that, that do, my, my whole goal is like the people that really are, are ready to change and want to take their their health to the next level and their body to the next level, so that they can actually make a bigger impact. Uh, what I want to do is everyone uh, for all your listeners, I'm gonna open up some spots for for a thirty minute free coaching call. Um, no no credit cards or anything. Just want to you know, talk to people and figure out you know. You know, what are your goals? What have you been struggling with? And see if I can help you get there.
1: Cool, man. And we we talked about this too. It's like, how can we offer a 30-minute coaching call to thousands of of listeners? Like, you don't have enough time to do this. But I've seen this before. There's... only so many people actually do anything or take any action. Mm -hmm. And it'll it'll be good because some people are going to reach out and just full disclosure, we have no affiliation. There's no money being exchanged, nothing to happen. This is just something cool that Justin's willing to do if you want to dig a little deeper. And it could be fitness. It could be about your why. Some of the things we talked about in this podcast today, if you want to talk about that um, Justin's made himself available. He can only do this again because not that many people actually take any action in life. Mm-hmm. They kind of just wait for life to happen to them. So if if you want to have this growth mindset and you want to take things a step further, he's available. It's a really an amazing opportunity. So how is the best way for people to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah. So the best thing to do is just go on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at at the Justin Feldman. So the J-U-S-T-I-N-F-E-L-D-M-A-N, and just message me, DM me coaching call, and that will kinda I'll know that you're interested in the, in the call.
0: At the Justin Feldman. Yes. That's pretty cool, because we're at the critical bench. So there, there was like, no was at Justin that. Feldman, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah.
2: what word to put before yeah, that. That's <laughs> right. Good.
0: The ju- you're the Justin Feldman. There is yeah. no other. Yeah, I There's mean, none.
1: You're the you're the you're <laughs> the, you're the, you're the well, yeah. we I got we got to get that uh, check mark verified thing soon.
0: Mm, yeah, we do need one of those, don't we?
2: That little blue thing. Yeah, right? that's key. Once you get the check mark, you've made it. All right, <laughs> we got it. According on to so, according
1: to social media, <laughs> yeah, right? <we're> <laughs> just, <laughs> if it's on
2: social media, it must be real. So. Dude, that's right. Right, it's <laughs>
0: on the internet. It must be true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, all of your um, your. Just sharing your yeah. personal your personal story, and that's that's where uh, where people will be the most touched for change. I think is when they they can really see themselves in you and mm-hmm. the struggles that you went through, yeah. and and what you're able to do now, having gone through that. Mm-hmm. And so there is light at yeah, the other. There the, always the, head, is at the ahead. other end of the tunnel. There there always is, mm-hmm. and you just have to believe it. You have to have faith we uh, are fortunate enough to have faith in God which is our, our bedrock um, and uh, we understand that some of our listeners might not might not have that luxury mm-hmm. but know that you need to surround yourself with people that uh, uh, that can mentor you and get you to a better place
2: yeah, yeah for sure
0: yeah thank you so much
2: yeah thanks for having me it was fun
0: thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast if you found value in today's episode Please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.